the letter F. So what was it that you called me? A uh, fleshling. A fleshling. Right. What do you think that means before we get into the meat oh, of it? I don't know. A uh, porn star? It, like, you know, a, a nov- a, like, like, you know, you have a maid, like your maiden over is your first over in cricket. Yeah. I think fleshling is like what they call you with the first... Ten, the first time the <laughs> you first, were intimate. The first te- the fir- <laughs> yeah, the first ten pornos you've done, they call you a fleshling. And then you, I don't know, get promoted. Then you're just flesh. Then you're just meat. Yeah, what is fleshling? Uh, well, fleshling is a noun, first of all. Let's get that out of the okay. way, top of the shop. Uh, one who is devoted to the pleasures of the flesh or yeah. slash a sensualist. Oh, so I wasn't too far wrong. No, not at all. I mean, obviously I wasn't saying you were involved in the porn industry in any form, but... You know, I have thought about it. Have you? You know when money's tight? And, and <laughs> yeah. I, like, we have a full-length wardrobe mirror in our bedroom, <laughs> and uh, I think, mm, how much is this worth? Right? <laughs> how much is it worth? Well, if, if I could go from, like, the eyebrows down... Yeah. ...because the hair is a bit receding, I, the face, I think I get, you know, decent work for the face... Mm, yeah, um, I reckon. Shoulders, chest, belly. Like, when I, if I do a naked selfie, it all looks good, but then I have to put a towel over the, yeah. the shelf of the belly. It's got to hold um, it in a little bit. Yeah, and then no one wants to see the toes. Because you don't see toes in porno. No, well, often. it depends. I mean, porn is the equal opportunities employer. I mean, if there's a <laughs> fetish for it, they will they will find a so niche yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, the more niche your body, the better. Yeah. All right, well, I'm a fleshling. Yes. Um, well, I called you Fred. I, I was going to say that. Come on. I'm, I'm going to guess that doesn't just mean the name Fred. Unless Fred means something in terms of it belongs to someone who was a famous Fred of a type. If I said this, you're such a Fred. Oh, is this youth speak? Yeah, a kid on YouTube who speeds up their voice to make themselves funny, right? There's an actual guy, and this is his YouTube account. Hey, it's Fred, and it's really nice out, so I think I'm going to go swimming later. My mom found this really cool pool at the dump. It's really big and really deep. I think I might drown. Oh, is Uh, he called Fred? He's called Fred. Did he have a movie? I don't know if he had a movie. And he's blonde, and he's thin-looking, and he looks and speaks annoying. Yes. Yeah, he had a movie out probably about five years ago, one of the first YouTube stars to get a movie. Yeah, maybe. And him. apparently it was appalling and unwatchable. His first popular, uh, his most popular video, Fred Goes Grocery Shopping Featuring Annoying Orange, has 75 <laughs> million views. Oh. Uh, mostly by people under 10. So <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. Generally, someone who describes something as annoying or idiotic and talks in a high voice is a Fred. Wow. And the word to describe the show that I used today uh, for the letter F is fleek. One of five F words added to the dictionary this year. How do you spell that? F L F L E E K. Oh, okay, cool. Fleek. Yeah, it means that you are flawlessly styled. Uh, this is why I didn't use it for you. <laughs> Thanks, uh, but I did get Fred. Thank w- you. Well-groomed have reached a state of completeness. It is slang. For example, Zane is fleek, yeah? Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, do you know where it comes from, though, fleek? Uh, no, I don't. Fleek was invented on June the 21st, 2014. Wow. By a 17-year-old Chicago teenager called Kayla Newman. She was doing a selfie, and she described her eyebrows as being on fleek. I think I've got the Vine video of her talking about it. Give it. Which has picked up over 28 million loops. Hold on. Eyebrows on fleek, the fuck? <laughs> we in this bitch, finna get crunk. Eyebrows on fleek, the fuck? She is swearing, yes. Uh, if you're looking for her, Peaches Monroe is her vine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And she invented the word fleek. 
So every week here on The Fictionary, we'll take a selection of unusual words, find out what they mean and where they come from. Today we are tackling the letter F. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, a great handle that we've come up with, at Thick Podcast. Nice. It's girthy. I like it. And join in with future episodes, if you like. Pick a letter from the alphabet. We're going to go through in order. What's the What's the word term for numerically? Ooh. Alphabetically. Oh, there you go. Yeah, good. This is why it's called the Fictionary. <laughs> so if you've got a word that follows F in the dictionary, like a G or an H or an I, then uh, send it to us, tweet at Thick Podcast, and we'll do the homework. Here we go! Right, let's get to... Uh, I've got two. Paul's got two. I do, indeed. Uh, my first word for you is fallacy. Okay, nice word. Uh-huh. I like fallacy. Yeah, fallacy is a noun derived from the Latin word fallacia. Oh, nice. And it was first used uh, very specifically between 1350 and 1400. Okay. No jokes about it being lunchtime. <laughs> um, <laughs> Although you just did, so uh, it's all wrapped yeah, up nicely. Yeah, I know. I thought if, if I nod to it, then it feels that we've moved that joke on a level. Yeah, we'd have to go back to it. It is uh, it's supposed to mean trick, deceit, and it's close to phalac, meaning deceitful, or fallacious. But not fellatio, which you... I'm imagining is... A, first of all, to PH. Have so. you ever been tricked into fellatio? <laughs> well, that's a different <laughs> podcast. Have you ever been... Uh, have you ever found fellatio to be a fallacy? Who knows? Well, who knows? I mean... It does die off after a while, doesn't it? Yeah, it ebbs. Yeah. Ebbs and flows. You have to... Uh, I find that you have to You have to be the instigator. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh, you have to just quietly nod to it. The uh, word uh, fallacy is... Uh, there's a similar word, actually, that we used to use, because obviously deceit existed before we adopted the Latin word yeah. fallacy. Uh, we had a Middle English word called fallace. Interesting that phallus... Yeah. ...is an urban word for a sex aid. So it does kind of all weirdly tie up. Yeah, it up. links in together, doesn't it? Because Deceit and sex. Because a sex aid, pretend penis. Yes. Right? Where you, are conv- you are fooling the lower half that uh, there is actually a real thing going on. Yeah. So when when was it, like, first used in the, in the middle... 1350, so 14th to 15th century. Does it say if there was ever a root... A, a, a cause of the word, like it was used in, a, in, in some text or if it was anything like that, or was it just... Comes, comes from Latin, they're yeah. a pretty deceitful bunch. They are, know, aren't they? The Romans, the Latins, all of that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do one now, or shall I do my second one? No, you I do can one. do one now. You we can one. back this back and forward. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're working so, out. So, uh, this... Word number two. <laughs> okay, so this word I had to spell phonetically because there was no way I was going to remember how to pronounce this yeah. with just my eyes. Farsishii. Farsishii. It's a word, and it dates, it's a plural noun, and um, it was most popular in the 1900s. Despite being termed in the 1400s, even though it's a word that basically, in its archaic sense, means humorous or witty sayings, Uh uh, actually what it really stems from is pornography and pornographic literature in the 1400s. And this is what I found was interesting about it. So I just thought it was a word, it caught my attention, I looked a little bit into it, and it turns out the the Farsishii... Is an anthology of jokes by uh, Poggio Braccioli. Uh, I love I love the name Poggio. Why <laughs> Why do we not give that name to more young babies, like uh, the I, fat ones? Well, that's the problem. You'd have to wait a while to really determine if they suit a Poggio or not. I shall name him Poggio. Yes. And in fact, what is Poggio in English? Because <clears throat> isn't because you're Paul? Yeah. So isn't that that's Paolo in Italian? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Uh, if there are any Poggios out there. Twitter's that thick podcast, and we'll um, we'll get in touch. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll meet up. A, we meet up and have a you few drinks. You can meet up with them. All right, I'll do that. So um, it was a collection of uh, jokes by this guy Poggio, first published in 1470. Uh, the collection of at the time it was called the most famous joke book of the Renaissance. Apparently, uh, they yeah. had joke books. I mean, they were good at paintings. I don't know what their humour was like. 
Well, was it like Viz? Well, uh, from the Renaissance. Apparently, yeah. It's notable for its inclusion of scatological jokes and tales, mm. six of which include farting and six of which include defecation, and one oh, of which marries the both of them together. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a beautiful harmony there. There's one tale I'd like to tell you that marries them all together okay, yeah. beautifully. So uh, the last tale in the book involves a wife and a husband, and the wife observing a ram copulating with a sheep asks how the ram chooses his mate, which the husband replies, the ram chooses the sheep that farts. He confirms there that humans work the same way, so after which she farts and they have sex. She farts, they have sex again. They have sex a few more times, and the husband then eventually says, I'm not making love to you again, even if you shit out your soul. Boom. Uh, yeah, it's the way you tell them. It is the way you tell them. It's better in a, the foreign language, right? is it Italian? Yeah, but this is what I'm thinking. It's kind of like the Canterbury Tales. It almost yeah. has that same kind of I rude so. wink, nudge, yeah. nudge. Because that is where the the infamous C word was first, or one of the oh. first times it was used in uh, English literature. Hey, well, let's do word number three. Fiancé. Ah. Nice. Right, French word. Dates from 1838. It's taken from the past participle of fiancé, or fiancé, which is to promise, betroth, or basically trust. Mm. It replaced betrothed. So if you're still using betrothed, throw it out. It's Do gone. many people use betrothed? This is my betrothed? I think, like, if, you're, if your parents never let you watch TV as a kid, then you're probably still using betrothed. If you were... If you live in Cornwall, you're probably still using betrothed. Those sort of the sticks where, yeah. you know... The, Mills and Boone's readers. Yeah. It's a female version that was introduced in 1850. Because, of course, you have fiancé... E. Still pronounced fiancé, right, isn't it? Yeah, as far as I know. With two E's and an accent on the second E. Hmm. Uh, although the word fiancé or fiancé is often confused with faience. Obviously. F-A-I-E-N-C-E, which means glazed earthware or pottery, especially the fine variety with highly coloured designs. <laughs> well, there you go. It's off. I've often walked down the yeah. aisle with a pot. And the word faience comes from a northern city in Italy called Faenza. Interesting. Synonyms include uh, two fiancé, affianced, steady, prospective, and my favourite, old lady. <laughs> oh, that brings me to a thought I had. You know, there's a term spinster as well for women yeah, who uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Have you heard about where uh, that comes from? Spinster? Yeah. Uh, no, 80s rap. No. Spinderella. No, that would be much more interesting. Yeah. No, apparently, and this is, if, uh, this is the broad from what I remember version yep. of this story is that uh, in oldie England when yep. things were spelt with an, uh, an extra E um, all the women who were single would sit in a pub on the top gantry or a bar of some kind uh, and spin their you oh, know okay. yarn yeah. and then all the eligible suitors the men would come into the bar below and drink and then they'd look up and catch the attention of a lady and yep. maybe she'd throw them a sixpence or whatever would happen they'd have a connection and yeah. some money yeah flick a coin <laughs> up and she catches it and love was made so women, all the single women were called spinsters because they spun ah interesting I believe that's yeah. what it was anyway I, I, okay. if, if I'm wrong please correct me in the way the internet community yeah. like to at thick podcast on twitter finally the plural of fiance is fiancés which you should never need to use no um, right Right, come on then, word four, final one for the big chunk of this thing. This is a word that I've always liked. Yeah. And it's one of those words like poppycock that needs to be brought back. But this word is flapdoodle. By the way, I'm still using poppycock. I think poppycock needs to really, really get back in the dictionary. Flapdoodle, a bad drawing. No, I mean, it's basically the same as poppycock. It it just basically, I mean, flapdoodle, yeah, it could be in one of a number of vulgar things we could think of right now. Doesn't flapdoodle sound like a 70s board game? (laughs) Probably is. Hey kids, let's play flapdoodle. Brilliant. Um, um, so, yeah, it's a noun, yeah. and it just basically means nonsense, foolish talk. A foolish person would speak flapdoodle. As we are. Yeah, and as you might imagine, 
with such words. It's American slang. That's where it originated originally. Uh, even though it was coined in the 19th century, it only really began to die out in the 1950s. Uh-huh. Funnily enough, where it was quite popular and used a lot. In fact, it was used in the adventures of Huckleberry Finn, Mark Twain, in 1884. Here is the quote. I didn't realise you were doing quotes, by the way. You've upped your game for the I, first Of course time. I've gone up my game. Yeah. From the adventures of Huckleberry Finn, Mark Twain. Well, by the by, the king, he gets up and comes forward with a little and works himself up and slobbers out a speech, all full of tears and flapdoodle, about it being a sore trial for him and his poor brother. Also see, in a similar type, the word flummadiddle. If you're listening to this right now and there's someone else in the room or on public transport, I want you to look at them in the eye and uh, in your head say the word, that that second word that you just used. Flummadiddle. I want to see that in politics. I want to see question time. I want to see, Prime Minister, you are talking flapdoodle and flummadiddle. I'm sure Dennis Skinner will be happy to oblige. (laughs) Maybe. It is the word workout. An anagram of a nine-letter word beginning with the letter F. Uh, Write it down if you're listening. Paul will do the same. And at the end, we'll find out how he has done. You can tweet us as well if you've got it, at Thick Podcast. So, your nine-letter anagram, the word begins letter F, but this anagram is Narl Fizz. Narl beginning with a G. G G-N-A-R-L F-I-Z-Z. I don't see you writing it down. I don't have a pen. Remember when I threw that before and I tried to come in, I tried to find a pen, it wasn't going to happen? No, no. This fits. is what the beauty of no. editing will bring yeah, us. Yeah, no, I'm going to leave this in. G-N-A-R-L-F-I-Z-Z. Write it down and we will go through the results next. The penultimate bit on the fictionary is the dirty word. Fweep. Oh, I like that. <laughs> to fweep is to smack someone with your balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining it's a sex act, not like something a teacher would do in a school to punish a child. Well, normally you would stand next to or behind your victim and take a swing at them with your balls, uh, thus sweeping. It is a term that comes from United States in the Midwest to to sweep, uh, or occasionally <laughs> used to describe a bird noise. So, so when you <laughs> that, that's, where, that's where the complications arise, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, oh, I was out in the I was out in the woods the other day, and I couldn't help but admire the sweeping. I, I, yes, yeah, so you go with your grandparents to uh, RSPB Nature Trail, and they go, there is a thrush sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> so to smack someone with your balls, like I've never done it. Either on purpose or accidentally. Again, never close the door on the possibilities of these things. uh, to smack someone with your balls is to sweep. So, hey, finally, well, let's cleanse the palate with the (laughs) results of the word workout. Um, The word that I gave you, nine-letter anagram of a word beginning with the letter F, Narl-Fizz, G-N-A-R-L-F-I-Z-Z. Any ideas? Narl-Fizz. I'm going to write it down, and I'm going to have a quick look at it, and then... Okay, well, why do that? I'll give you 30 seconds. Here we go. Narl Fizz. Narl Fizz. G-N-A-R-L-F-I-Z-Z. Narl Fizz. Ten seconds! Narl Fizz. It's getting dramatic now. Feels like the BBC News. Time's up, need a word. Narl Fizz. Oh! I don't know how you spell in that. Flazering? Narfiz is an anagram of frazzling. Oh, almost. I wish I had a pen. <laughs> Fra- yeah, that would have fixed it. Yeah, it might, I would have been able to jot it down and do my word circle that I use when I play Countdown. 
Frazzling is a past participle of the verb frazzle, meaning exhausted or shriveled up without burning. It's a German word that comes from the early 19th century, possibly a mixture of fray and phasal, meaning to ravel out or ravel out. It became popular, actually, over here in this country, in places like Norfolk and Suffolk during the 70s. He am right frazzled. Oh, right. I'm a proper frazzler. Also, thanks to the popularity of the bacon-flavoured corn-based snack... Boom. ...frazzles. Yes. ...which contain no bacon, suitable for vegetarians, and were relaunched in 2005. Frazzle is also a large orange muppet with the large black eyebrows and pointy teeth. Oh, from Sesame yeah. Street. Uh, he's only been known to speak coherently twice, but he does have his own song on YouTube. Well, that's more than most people get. Frazzle first appeared in Sesame Street in the comic books in 1973. Ah. So Nalf is, is frazzling, no points. That's for, oh, there are points on the table now. <laughs> yeah, All no. of a sudden there when, are stakes. When, I, I when you get it wrong, there are points. <laughs> right, but when I win, congratulations, pat on the back. Hey, so I think we've reached the end of this week's episode of The Thictionary. So, I will uh, leave you. I'm Damien St. John, and this week's Thictionary has been fat. Wow. <laughs> and I'm Paul Gannon, and I thought this week's show has been fruitful. It's also been fax potato. <laughs> has it now? <laughs> which is the name you give to someone in the office who will send you a fax even though they're on the other side of the office. Oh. This show is part of Podomity, the podcast comedy network. We're the best kept secret on Acast. Why not laugh at what else we've got? Check out podomity.com now.